welcome back to My Doc Journey. This is your host, Maureen Lee Maloney. And today we're going to be talking about grant writing. And coincidentally, I just won my first grant for Voice of Vanilla. Woo woo! Thanks so much to the Colorado Film and Video Association and to the Women in Film and Media Colorado for giving me this grant. It is the Female Filmmaker Grant and I'm really, really excited to, to have won it. Uh, it's, a, it's a good feeling. At the same time, a quick update about the crowdfunding campaign. We're at 50%, and so we're about a third of the way there, 50%. I'm, I'm happy with where that's going, and so yeah, things are going well this week. Before I really dig into grant writing, I wanted to start at the beginning, at the beginning of the filmmaking process, and based on my experience so far, the steps that I think you should go through. So number one, you're going to be doing research, right? You've got your idea, you're reading articles, you're talking to experts, you're watching films related to your film, maybe not necessarily on the same topic, although definitely watch those films, but then also watch similar type of content films. That's probably going to take you at least a couple of months, at least three months of doing that. Probably more, although all of these things are overlapping, so you're going to be doing research while you're also grant writing, while you're also maybe shooting some footage and putting together your, your crowdfunding campaign. So the, the next step is raise money from the people you know will care most about this film, this topic. And sure, you know, maybe go to your friends and family, but hopefully if you're working on a film, you are somewhat related to that film, like you're part of groups. For me, for instance, the Peace Corps, you know, a, a lot of people I know are into international social issues and climate change and things like that. So these are the people you want to go to to get your initial seed funding. You want to call them and talk to them. Again, I'm really going to be pushing this because the calling thing is huge. There are a couple of things that you are going to be able to accomplish through calling your core audience members right up front, right at the beginning. Number one, you'll be able to get a little bit, bit of seed money. Uh, but number two, you're going to learn about what people care about in regards to your topic and what questions they're going to ask. Those questions are going to be critical in knowing what future funders are going to want to know because people are, for the most part, going to be asking the same questions. So you want to have polished answers to those questions. And as you get those questions and you figure out the answers, you're going to fill holes in the knowledge of your topic and fill holes in the plan for your filmmaking. After that, you want to go out and shoot some footage and lock down access to your story and create your fundraising video. This is not only for your crowdfunding campaign, although it's definitely for that, but it's also going to be for submitting to grants uh, because 
there are some grants that you can apply to without any sort of video, or at least they say officially the stance is you can apply for this grant without having a work sample, but that that's not going to make you competitive, right? Being able to submit and being actually competitive are two different things. They're not lying to you, but if it comes down to you and another story where they have an actual visual sample, they're going to get the grant. So you've got that done. So you have a pretty good idea of what your film is going to be. You're ready to start writing some grants. The first thing you want to do is you want to go to the website for the International Documentary Association, which is documentary.org. What they have there is called the core application, which is a standardized application. So fortunately, a lot of organizations that give out grants have started going by this standard application. If, if an organization you're going for doesn't go by the standard application, it's probably at least somewhat related, has some of the similar topics and stuff so that even, you know, if they're not using that, once you fill out this, this core application, it's going to make all your applications way smoother. There's a, a couple of other things to get at the IDA website, which again is documentary.org. They have a sample budget form, which you can download. And so, and then this is like a huge, awesome thing because it's your first time making a film. You don't know what the budget should look like. And I believe they have three levels that you can download so you can get an idea. They have a $150,000 level, a $300,000 level, and I think a $1 million level, if I'm, if I'm remembering those correctly. At any rate, a very low budget, a medium budget, and then a high, higher budget type of sample budget that you can use there. And you can just delete the, the numbers and fill in your own stuff. Uh, the, the third thing there is the grants directory, which you can search based on all different kinds of categories. So that grants directory is huge tons and tons of grants there. Um, and fourthly, there's tons of videos and webinars that you can watch to learn more. Um, specifically, there is a grant writing webinar next Tuesday, March 30th. This is 2021, um, in case somebody's listening to this in the future. Um, I'm sure that they're at least going to be covering some new Things, you know, things are changing these days. So, um, you know, hopefully there's going to be some good information. I'm sure there will be. Uh, so once you're done, you know, the, really the IDA website is going to provide you with 90, 95% of what you need for, for grant writing. Uh, I always have to bring up Sundance Collab because that's also a really great resource. So, I've talked about that a million times. If you're not signed up for that already, you're crazy. Go to Sundance, sign up for Collab. Okay, so getting into the core application. And I'm not going to go over the whole thing because some of it is like timelines and, and things like that. But I'll go over the, the first half of the, the main part here. 
So it starts out with your log line, which you've probably heard people talk about before. This is two sentences that really just summarize your film in a very catchy way. You want it to say who, what, when, where of your film, but it wants to, you want it to really grab people. After that, on the core application, you have the story summary, which in other applications can be referred to as a treatment. It's kind of a combination synopsis treatment. So the, the first paragraph of your story summary is going to be a quick, concise synopsis of the story. You're going to talk about your characters and what the story is, basically just elaborating more from the logline. And a piece of advice for this and the, the entire story summary part of the, of the application, use strong action verbs. So, you know, you're struggling and you're, you're exposing and, and things like that. So once you get past that first paragraph where you've summarized the film, you want to get into the detail of your story arcs. So there's different ways you can structure this. You can think of it like a three-act play. And I get that this is kind of difficult to do at the beginning because as a documentary filmmaker, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the story is going to be. You have an idea, but you don't know exactly. Well, you want to make one up. Part of this is showing that you have a clear vision and that you can tell a good story, that you know how to tell a good story. So in your mind, you're going to fast forward to your film being done and you're going to visualize what it looks like. And then you're going to write that down. Now, for me, what really helped with this, because I saw a film that I knew was very similar to what I wanted to do, which was Honeyland. And I went through and I notated the entire film. I just played pause, played pause, played pause. Every scene, I divided up the acts. I went back through and, 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 and divided up how long each act was. Um, some of the shots, just so I had an idea for shot length, and shot size and things like that. So I could go back and say, okay, how would I describe Honeyland if, if I were to write this out as a treatment? Okay, and then, you know, with that in mind, how would I do that with my own film? So you're laying out your entire storyline and you're giving details about the main character, about your topic, and about the context of the film you know, what is the historical or present day importance of it. The catch with this is once you've written it, you want to forget this because you don't want to go. And, and this was something that I caught myself doing. I wrote my story summary and then I went out into the field and I kind of had that story in my mind. And so I was looking specifically for things that fit into this story, but you don't want to do that. You want to go out into the field with an open mind 
and you want to look at everything happening in front of you as a potential scene in your film. So just something to remember there. You're creating this idea, you're telling this story, you are not locked into that story. So write the story, make it good, forget about it. The next section is called the topic summary. And this is where you're explaining why the topic is important and you're expanding on uh, the questions that you're asking in your film and the stakes of the characters. So both the topic summary and the story summary are going to be about a one to two pages. Your topic summary is more like a thesis statement, more um, getting into the context of the film rather than the, the actual visual story that you're going, going to be seeing on the screen. After that comes the artistic approach, and that is when you're talking a bit more specifically about your creative vision, not precisely how you're going to film it, like as in with this kind of camera, shooting, blah, 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 but more like, are you shooting verite? Are you shooting interviews? Are you going to be using animation or archival footage, things like that. And that's going to be about a half a page. I'm just going to mention one more thing here, and that is the grant impact statement. There, some of these grants are asking, what impact is this money going to have on your production? Which is the silliest question, in my opinion, because what do you think the money's gonna do? I'm gonna be able to buy stuff so I can make my film. But what, uh, what I've been told to do for this is, number one, go to the grant organization's website and look at the language that they're using around their mission. So maybe they're trying to advance social justice issues or something like that. Use their language, their exact language, in your grant application and then go into listing the specific things that you're going to use their money for. So for me, I know that I'm planning about five or six trips to the countryside to film with the farmers. And so I have calculated out how much each trip will be. So I can say, you know, this $10,000 grant will cover one trip and that's going to be paying for the camera operator and the director and the sound recordist or, or whatever. So yeah, so this, so you do want to list specifically what the money is going to be used for. And that is basically because they want to know that the money is going to be used to move the project forward. It's not just going to stagnate. So once you've finished writing your first draft, uh, because there will be many drafts, you want to, number one, read it out loud uh, because things might not sound as good as you think they do when you're just writing it. And, and reading it out loud is really going to help you with that. So number one, reading out out loud. And then number two, Take it to friends and mentors to read. Have other people give you feedback. This is especially helpful if those people are not 
your number one fan. So you want somebody who's actually going to give you critical feedback. Uh, for me, I maintained relationships with, with professors and with mentors that I've worked with, and they were able to give me some feedback. Um, I also have a friend who's worked in marketing who is really helpful at giving me some feedback. And actually, I actually uh, went and I, and I watched a marketing, uh, uh, not marketing, but a copywriting seminar, which was really helpful. And I did that through Udemy, which is like the online tutorial program, which is free through my public library. Thank you, Denver Public Library, for offering Udemy for free. And uh, thank you, Udemy, for having a really helpful copywriting tutorial series, um, which helped make me a better writer. Once again, I'm going to mention the work sample video. Yeah, you do need a video. It does not have to be original footage, however. So you can go and find archival footage. You can buy stock footage. There's tons of free stuff out there. Um, I don't think that you need to have any rights for this stuff because this is just a sample. So nobody's really going to see this as long as you're not just posting it publicly on YouTube. Um, no Film School actually has a, an article where they've listed a bunch of free or at least partly free public domain footage sites. Um, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And uh, there's a few other archival sites, archive.org, uh, BritishPathé.com are two of them. Uh, and again, I'll put those in the show notes and on the blog. So you can go to these places download footage. And what's really important here is that you visually portray the concept for your film and the style, ideally, uh, that the, what you show is similar in style to what you ultimately hope to do. So that is the grant application itself. You are going to be applying for lots of grants and those grants have deadlines. So you want to create a spreadsheet and a minimum on that spreadsheet is the name of the, uh, the name of the grant, ideally with the link attached to it, the date that it's due. And this is important. I suggest when you write down the date that it's due, that you write down for yourself the day before. So if it's due March 30th, you on your spreadsheet, put March 29th because you do not want to be one of those people last minute, last, literally last minute before it's due, trying to submit it and then having some sort of an internet failure and then trying to email the grant committee and being like, can I, I had an internet problem. Nobody wants to hear about your internet problem. That's no excuse. That's a ridiculous thing to do. You're a grown-up, and if you're not a grown-up and can't get your grant in on time, you don't deserve to get the grant. Sorry. So just put it down as the day earlier, and that way you definitely get it in on time. One thing that I do is I go through, I have everything separated out by month. 
So a month beforehand, I look for, you know, now it's, it's March. So I'll be looking at April and thinking about what grants I need to get ready to apply for in April. I will highlight the ones that I'll qualify for because some grants are strictly post-production. Um, but I'll, I'll, I still have them in my, in my spreadsheet. Right. And so, you know, I, I make a note in my spreadsheet, whether it's pre-production or production or post-production or impact or something like that. And so I'll, I will just highlight in green if I need to apply to it. Once I am done applying to it, I will, oh, I'm sorry, I'll highlight it in red if I need to apply. Once I've applied, I've highlighted it in green. And then once that month is done and I'm moving on to the next, next month, then I just clear everything out. Because a year from now, if I didn't get that grant, I'm gonna be reapplying for it. And that's something to keep in mind. You are going to be applying for these grants multiple times. So each time you apply, you're, you're, you're building a relationship with them. They're gonna keep seeing you over and over and over again. So if you've applied before, you want to talk about that in your new application. You wanna say, I applied you know, a year ago, and then you wanna update them on what has progressed in your film, because that's really what they wanna see. They wanna see that uh, your film is progressing, and that makes it much more likely that they will give you that grant. That is pretty much it. That's all I have for you now. I hope that was helpful. Don't forget to go sign up for the grant writing webinar with IDA at documentary.org. And let me know if you have any other questions. Have a great week. <laughs>